Hello, everybody. This is Zeke. This is Draper. And you're listening to, to Leftovers. Leftovers. Welcome, welcome everybody to Leftovers. What's up, y'all? This is Draper. This is Zeke. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, the past week, we have had an amazing time here at the River Northwest. Uh, yes. Starting off with, we had Theo, but now Pastor Rick, oh, yeah. gave an amazing yeah. message on Wednesday. Um, yes, yes. Just talking about uh, how trauma is going on in this world and how as it is the world and <laughs> while it's not made new yet, um, uh, there's trauma and it's happening and it's real yep. and it's around us and just kind of the pains and hurts that we deal with just from being in this world. But then he also explained about how we have victory in Jesus Christ over that trauma, yes. over those pains, over those hurts, but also that God feels our pain. And yes. he feels those times when we're we're crying out, when we're crying, when we're when we're just simply sad. Yes. It's not that we're depressed, it's not that we're you know defeated. The devil is defeated, but there yes. are times that you know, the loss of a loved one, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, broken relationships, those can hurt and those can be trauma and it's outside of our own control yes. and it just happens because of the world, the fallen world that we live in. Yes. However, Jesus is coming back. He's going to make that new and we're going to go up with him in victory and we can still walk out in victory right now on this earth. Yes, the trauma is not... We you become a Christian and everything's perfectly fine. You're living in roses and walking on clouds. No trauma still is going to happen. Trauma is really says no weapon shall form against me shall prosper. So those weapons, but they're not going to escape you, not going to harm you. So we, we live in, in realness. We live in real life. So uh, there's like that trauma is going to hurt. But what you do after that trauma, are you going to mm -hmm. give them the victory? Or are you going to stay around and walk around? Are you going to stay in that valley? Are you going to stay uh, in that low place? He's there to lift you up. You yes. Know? To trust on Him, not trusting yourself. Amen. Amen. So, oh, give, we give Him the victory in everything, in the good, in the bad, because everything is for His glory. Amen. Amen. And then one thing that Pastor Rick hit um, was very much of what you preached on, Draper, yeah. two weeks ago, last yeah. Wednesday, on yeah. unforgiveness and forgiveness, how that can hold you back yeah. and cause more trauma and be caused by trauma, but yeah. you also talked about how it will hold you back. Oh, yeah. 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 So un unforgiveness is something that is real in the church, um, because it's it's one of the things that um, we don't see every day. We 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 will live with somebody where that's, that won't forgive somebody. Sorry, that hurt us a long time ago. But when we come into it, we say we forgive, but we hear that person's name, and then it just it hits mm -hmm. our heart. And so it's not really a forgiving forgiveness in in there, but. When you forgive somebody, you know you're forgive. They're forgiven, mm -hmm. and you know that just the sight, their sight, or just their name, it won't bother you. But the mm -hmm. biggest thing is, you know, in this world today, is in the church today, is is the unforgiving, not unforgiving others or unforgiving yourself. Mm -hmm. No, he bear all that on the cross for you. Amen. Yeah. yeah, and then the real thing about you know having forgiveness and unforgiveness is that it's all stuff that's in the past yeah. stuff that has previously happened to you mm -hmm. whether trauma caused by others whether it was you know even just 
a, a world disaster, a, a natural disaster. Um, whether you financial disaster, you lost your home, you lost your house, even you got you became homeless. All sorts of different disasters, and we can learn to blame others for that, and then this create like this deep rooted unforgiveness because of what happened in our past. And what Draper was preaching on two weeks ago uh, on Wednesday was that we need to go back and look into our past and call it out and and put it to an end and call it to stop. Um, Because a lot of times as Christians, we're so faced forward and moving forward. we're, We're fighting on, we're pressing on, but we forget that you know, there's some things in our past that are holding us back. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't even just have to be unforgiveness. Yeah, yeah. It can be other things as well. I was, I was going from off, out of uh, Acts 16, 16, a story about uh, Paul turning around to the woman with the spirit. And, you know, he could have kept going. He had a, a perfect thing going on. She was uh, she was speaking the truth. She wasn't lying. These men are, are here to tell you to, how to be saved for the most high God. She wasn't lying. But because she was unclean, she had an unclean spirit, and it hit hit his spirit wrong. So mm. he had to turn around and had to speak on it. That's what today, like some stuff that we keep in secret, some stuff that people don't know, we have to turn around and be bold and and be real to ourselves and say, hey, that's not, that's 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 tarnishing my my mm-hmm. uh, my salvation with Christ. I'm not go too far with that. And people, you know. Hey, no one knows about this. I do this in secret, but God knows everything you do in secret. Mm-hmm. It's gonna come out to light, and that was the whole thing. Turn around and speak on stuff that you didn't pass. Some people live in like, wow, I'm saved and I'm sanctified. I don't, I don't want to go in the past, but sometimes your past is holding you back from going forward because you don't want to face it. Yeah, amen. Yeah, amen. So really, it just comes down to us taking a little bit of time and just going deep. Um, into our hearts, doing the heart check, just just taking the time, quiet, away from everybody, and you know, seeing if there's any deep-rooted things in your heart from the past that might be in there, yeah. um, from unforgiveness, pains, hurts, trauma. Yeah. Um, it could even just be an unhealthy habit, yeah. an unhealthy relationship that's holding you back. Yeah. Like I said, pride. You know, pride mm-hmm. one of the biggest things. You know, I'm holding it down. I can't do no wrong. You know. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the biggest things is sometimes just pride, you know, living uh, where you think putting yourself higher than others, you yeah. know, that could tarnish you, could hurt you. Mm-hmm. You, you don't want to mess up your salvation between you guys, your relationship between you and God. It's just like a, a relationship between a man and a wife, boyfriend and girlfriend, you know. You want to be honest. You want to mm-hmm. be honest with yourself. And I think that's when we do a gut check and uh, do a reevaluation of ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's what you have to do. What's holding me back to get me to the next level? We are at the river. We're at it going to the next level, um, and and some stuff we have to turn around and speak on to get to that next level. Mm-hmm. You know, because what we have now or what's holding us back can't go to where we're going. Mm-hmm. Amen. We're going to a new level. We're going to we're going deeper. We're striving for more. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So, something that I find kind of interesting as we were just talking about this is that every time that we do communion as a church um, here at the river. We always, pa- Pastor Jason always has the time where it's just quiet. We'll even, sometimes we'll have music, sometimes we'll just even shut off the music. And it's dead silent, but it's just this time to look deep into your heart reflect. and just yeah. reflect. Um, if there's any unforgiveness, to forgive that person. As it said in the Word, you need yeah. to have no unforgiveness in your heart mm-hmm. because when you take communion, it's something so perfect and holy and righteous. Mm-hmm. And the thing is that communion doesn't have to be 
necessarily, you know, wine and a cracker or juice and a cracker, uh, you know, a drink and a bread. Really what communion is, is communing with the Father, being with Him. So yes, the communion symbolizes that, but also communion is our everyday life. Yeah. And if we live out our everyday life without looking into our past, turning back on it and speaking on it and getting rid of the pain, the hurt, the trauma, um, not that it just not that it just heals itself. Obviously, you have to reach out to the Lord for strength to heal you. But still, you have to make that action to speak out on it, to recognize it, to call it out um, and accept the healing from the Lord and call out for the healing from Him. But as you do that, then we're able to walk every day in this communion with the Father because we've called out the past hurts, the past pain, the past pride, and now we're living new every single day with Him. Amen. And it's like you can't do it on your own strength. And that's what we get uh, ahead, of, ahead of ourselves when we think we're doing so good, so we want to do it on our own strength until we get kind of like how Peter was in the water and he was sinking because he was trying to walk on his own strength. You know, he said he took his eye off of Jesus, but I think he had a little pride. He was like, hey, I'm, look, I'm walking on this water, and he, he's, a, he's a fisherman. Peter is mm -hmm. a fisherman, so Peter knows how to swim. So I believe when he, before he called out to Jesus, he tried to swim on his own. He tried to get back to the boat tomorrow. He tried to do everything on his, by himself before he yelled out and, and screamed and said, Lord, help me. <laughs> you know, So we need to get to that point where we need to move, get ourselves out the way before we start sinking, to yeah. say, Lord, help me, because we're living a life where we can't, we can't do it by ourselves. Mm. We need everything that we do need to be unto the Lord. Yeah. Amen. And that goes on to our, our one of our next things is pressing in more in church, mm. you know, coming hungry, coming ready. It's yes. not just a, 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 a Sunday or a Wednesday thing where I need prayer or I need the man of God to touch me. No, you can be touched right there in your car. You can be touched right there mm. in your house. Go to, says go into your secret place. Go into your quiet place. Go into your closet and just get that relationship between you, one-to-one -one with the Lord. Amen. Amen. Being, when you would come to church, want to come to church, engage. Amen. Engage in the word. Engage into worship. Engage into simple things as an announcement, but be engaged and come ready and come thirsty. Amen. And that thirst, it, it will fill you up, you know. Amen. Yeah. And this past Sunday, Pastor Jason really hit the topic of being thirsty. Yes. And that water of life, that water from God, because um, the water is life. And right here in Revelations twenty two seventeen, mm -hmm. it says, And the Spirit and the bride say, Come, and let him who hears say, Come, and let him who thirsts come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. Oh, come on. This is a free gift yeah. that has been made for us. And we're going to have a few other scriptures that it really just hits the same topic. Yeah. Come. Come to the Father. Come to, the, to Jesus and yeah. drink of the water of life. And it's free. Yeah. It's so available to us. All it takes is the action of come. Yes. Make that step. Reach towards Father to receive the water of life. I think last week uh, when we had our anointing service, mm. uh, Pastor Jason said a very a good point where he uh, was anointing our head with oil with a fragrance. So because of your walker, because he anointed us, we all smelt the same. Mm -hmm. We all had the same fragrance. And that's what sure our daily walk, that anointing, that thirsting, that anointing power, that people's going to know you by your fruits. People going to know you by your smell. People going to know you by your talk. People know you by your thirst. You know, 
So we said, come hungry, come thirsty. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like an athlete. Like we were saying before, it's just like an athlete. When you're when you're in sports or you're working out and you you know you just don't get when you start getting dry mouth, you start drinking <laughs> and you start getting thirsty and you drink more. And after a time, you start filling yourself up with water and fluids. You don't get cotton mouth as much anymore. Why? Because your your body's hydrated, but you mm-hmm. want more. You want more, and you want more. And that's just mm-hmm. like the word. Once you once you get a piece of it, it's like, ooh, that's good. I want more. Yes. Want to get a little bit of the spirit? I want more. You know, mm. and that's where we're in a, in a season of more. You know, more. It's not being greedy. It's not being stingy. Or I'm unworthy to have more <laughs> of God. God wants. This is His gift. He wants to give you this. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. And this is the whole point. You know that why we're open vessels. Yeah. So that we can receive and be filled up and mm-hmm. be nourished and be loved on from the Father, but also that we can pour out. Yeah. That we can pour out the water of life and the oil of anointing that we're able to pour out Mm -hmm. the blessing upon others as well. And that's why it's so important though that when we do come to church, that when we are there, that we're already filled because there might be that time where it's your time to to bless the church with a word from the Lord. Obviously, with the approval of your pastor. Yeah, but yeah, there might yeah. be that time where it's it's your time and you have a word of the Lord yeah. and you have to give it. But if we're coming to church so empty because we got beat up yeah. by the world that yeah. whole week that we took a little snack on Wednesday, but it was a yeah. long week and you're tired and you're, you're hurt and you're sad and you're depressed and then you come to church and then you get kind of filled up, but you limited yourself because... You waited to come to church before you even got hungry. You waited to come to church before you even got thirsty. You have to already be continually hungry and thirsty. So that way you don't get that cotton mouth, as Draper was saying. You don't get so dry that it's like, you know, (laughs) so dry that, you know, just a little bit of water won't be enough. And like you said, it's just you're coming just for a snack. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Because after a couple hours... You're still hungry again. You're yeah. still thirsty again. That's why we want to come filled up and come mm-hmm. ready, you know, come expecting. Because we, we know how before or after, you know, church, whatever, we get the little dinner or whatever, and by 5 or 6 o'clock, okay, we want more. Yep. You know, so that's what we're talking about. We, we want more. And yeah. We want to be thirsty. We want to be hungry and expecting. One thing about, um, one thing I was preaching about when Paul and Silas was locked up in, in prison, you know, it was 12 o'clock. <laughs> 12 o'clock, nobody was around. Uh, uh, they didn't wait for an audience. They didn't wait for the majesty to come in to say, hey, you know, they didn't wait for nothing. They waited for 12 o'clock when everybody is asleep and there's nobody around and start worshiping, you yeah. know. Stop waiting to come to church. Stop waiting to come to the right to start worshiping or start praising mm-hmm. them. When you're going through it, and when you're not going through it, start worshiping and start praising them. That's, mm-hmm. what, how, that's how you get your thirst. That's how you start your thirst Start speaking in your, in your heavenly language, you know. Yeah. And some people have that understanding, well, I don't speak in my heavenly language. Okay, then speaking in understanding, you know. Speaking to your heavenly Father. That's all that all matters is take that step. Amen? Amen. Yeah. And something that I've learned just as being a pastor's kid and from my own dad and as, lo- as well as a bunch of evangelists and mm-hmm. other pastors that we meet with, there's one thing that a pastor does not like to do, and that's preaching his congregation hungry. Yeah. Because what that does is it it's so dead and it's so dry that you finally get to that point where we're going somewhere, 
and you look at the clock and it's already been a four hour service. Oh yeah. And now the babies are crying, the kids are getting mm -hmm. what squirrely, even the adults mm -hmm. are having, you know, their, oh, yeah. their stomachs are speaking to them. Yep. So we have to come to church already hungry, already thirsty to yeah. get everything that God has for us. And I want to read out of Isaiah 55 and verse 1. It says, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. Yes, you who have no money, come and buy and eat. Yes, come and buy wine and milk without money and without price. See, we already hit this before, but it's, it's in this, the Bible time and time again that this is free. Yeah. Jesus already paid the price. All we have to do is be hungry and be thirsty. Yeah. We have to have a thirst for his presence, a thirst for his life. Yeah. When we come to church, it is a life or death situation. Yeah. It is because there's so many things that God wants to do in your heart to touch other people's lives, to touch mm -hmm. those who are around you, mm -hmm. to fill us up to overflowing so that we can splash upon the people around us. Yeah. There's so much more to this than just coming into church and clocking in, clocking out. Okay, God, I, I, I spent my two hours with you. I got my little snack, oh, yeah. and now I'm going to go and live my life again. I go through my drive through service, church, you know. Mm -hmm. and you, I, I, it, it, it's nothing wrong with, with quick churches. I'm not knocking other churches. I'm not not even close, whatever. But if you're coming just to clock in and clock out, you say, hey, hey I'm a religious. Hey, I did my church service. Hey, but then you, you, when you're down and out, you want more of God mm. or you're missing something. I met mm. a lot of people that, that got the money, that got the cars, that got the houses, that got everything they want, but they realized they were missing something. Yeah. And that was his, the spirit of God. Mm -hmm. That was his, you know, his, his truth. Yeah. That was his, you know, his relationship, his one-on-one -on -one relationship. And that's what it's all about. You know, when you start building a relationship and when you start digging into the word for yourself, you're going to start getting filled up. Amen. Guarantee it. Amen. Yeah. This this water of life is it's so good. Yeah. It's so it's so freeing. It, it's 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 free and it's freeing. Yeah. Because once you're drinking of this life, you realize where your life source is coming from. Yeah. That it's not on you to make it, it's not on you to get by, it's not on you to reach whatever goals you have uh, a, a desire to reach and attain. The, but that your life source comes from Father God. And you get so much more connected to eternity. You get so much more connected to the real bigger picture. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people, they're wise in their own eyes, and they thought that they saw the bigger picture, when in reality it's way bigger than even that. But when we're able to connect to this life, this life source from God, this, mm -hmm. the water of life, when we're hungry and thirsty and we drink, the, we're able to just be so connected with and, and become who we are called to be. Mm -hmm. So that we're living every day with God. And just walking right on into eternity, even on this earth. Yeah. Like I said, again, it's free. He doesn't want nothing from you. He just wants your he just wants your openness. He just wants your truth. He wants you as you are. He wants mm -hmm. you busted and disgusted, just as he is. <laughs> and he will and just like the water, uh, it's like a like a plant. You know, the more you water the more it grows. You know, mm -hmm. the more you water the more you're gonna blossom. And then once you blossom, when you're blossoming, he wants to water you some more, and he wants to prune you. It's going to hurt. It's not going to feel good. But the pruning is for your good. And he's going to water you some more to where you're you're big enough, and you're going to sprout up enough like a plant where mm. now others is going to feed off you. 
Yes. Not others can see your beauty, you know. So it's not just, oh, it's just some water here, spirit. No, it's a holy water. It's a holy spirit. Mm-hmm. It's a holy anointing. Amen. Amen. And listen, I mean, the more thirsty you are, the more that you're going to get anyway. Yeah. You're going to just get more. Downright. Because like I my hear. My cups running over. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. There's lots of people who they come to church and. Yeah. Wow, that was an, you have two different people, same service, yeah. and you have, wow, that was an amazing service. They leave and their life is changed, and you have another person leaving and being, you know, ah, it was okay. Same way they came in. Like they left the same way they came in. Mm-hmm. Same service, same pastor, same worship, same, same message, but they lo- left so much differently. And it was because of the hunger, or the, it was because of the lack of the hunger and thirst that they came with. And I think one of those the reasons why I think a lot of people do that, because they hear the men of God, the woman of God speaking, and they're they're already closed off, and they and they're like, oh, I heard this message before, yeah. I heard this scripture before. Every time you hear the same scripture, you know it should be, a a, a new for you. Mm-hmm. Every time every time the scripture is spoken, you should just open up your heart, open up your minds, you know. To the men and the women of God, just don't be hard. Your heart hardened because you came in with your heart hardened, you know. Yeah. And you want to come out change, mm. you know. So don't come out, you know, saying, "Hey, I heard this before," and those are the ones that that struggle the most, you know. Yeah. But want God the most, mm. or they want, you know, they want to testify, or they blessings. want, you know, their blessings, you know, everything else. But when it got to start speaking the real, when it start being real to you. You're gonna start thirsting. You don't mm-hmm. want one, one anymore. Mm-hmm. I think the one other reason is a really big reason why people don't come to church thirsty is because they've been drinking on the world. Yeah. That I I heard this before. It was like you you need water to live. You need water yeah. to survive. Mm-hmm. So are you getting the free water from Jesus, or are you getting some off-brand water from Foster the world? Water. Something fake, something that's actually dry, something that's killing you. But when you think about it, I mean, if you just chug down a whole liter of Coke, you're probably not going to want to have a sip of water even. You're about to get dehydrated. I mean, you, (laughs) I mean, let's, okay, you might get a sip, but you're not going to chug down that whole water bottle. Listen, Jesus has a whole river of life for us to drink of. But when we're too busy drinking on, you know, gasoline from the world yeah. when we're too busy drinking on antifreeze from the world yeah. stuff that's terrible for us gonna kill us we're still we won't be thirsty for the things of god yeah. for the river of life yeah. we need to come thirsty and that is our pure and only life source which the the word of god the truth of god the spirit of god the life and you say like what are you what are you drinking what are you consuming like you said you assuming the world you drinking the world What's going to come out of your mouth and come out of your belly is going to be the world and things of the world. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's what we want that change. You want that your your whole transformation be transformed from stop listening to the news and stop listening mm-hmm. to what your friends are saying and everything else. But listen with the, the heart and mind of God. Mm-hmm. Amen. Listen to, uh, you know, get deep in your word, get deep in your scripture and start, you know, spilling that out. Instead mm-hmm. of spilling out a bunch of worldly junk. That doesn't mean that have no substance. This world has no substance. Nothing in this world has substance. Yes, cars are nice. Yes, money is nice. But if you don't have no substance around that, it's just stuff. Mm-hmm. And you don't want more, and it's just going to be more stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And something that I kind of want to relate this to is that there's a difference between religion and the real water and life of God. Yeah. And 
most people have heard this before, but studies have shown that during a game or a, a meet or during the event that the athlete is participating in, that Gatorade is not good for you. Yes. It's just as bad as, uh, as soda. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's just as bad for you. Now, before, after, it might have some good effects. It might seem okay. It, it kind of writes itself off as the more healthy alternative of uh, a drink to soda or to an energy drink. But in reality, it's not the water. Yeah. It's not the pure water, which is life. So a lot of people, they'll go for the Gatorade, mm -hmm. which is the religion, which allows them to kind of flirt with, you know, the true life yeah. of God and the world. Because when you're in religion, you... You're really hard in religion when you're around those who are religious and then you're really hard for the world when you're around those who are in the world You kind of are just in the middle and you're on this balance. We need the pure the pure water of God okay. the, There's something so good about you know pure water fresh water and that is exactly what we get when we go directly to Jesus and we bypass the religion Yeah, it's like you, you want the real or the fake, you know Mm -hmm. uh, right now, uh, big ups to Olympic College track and field, but right now mm -hmm. it's cross-country season. So when they're running, and sometimes you run five, five miles, sometimes you run 10 miles, and then, you know, you have cups on the sideline, you know, mm -hmm. and they grab their cup, and they're throwing their water on them. Some of them are drinking, but some are so hot in some of the weather, you're throwing them on you, or you're drenching yourself. And that's what we want to get. We want to be able to, mm -hmm. while we're running that race, we can just grab it. We do, we don't want it in the side of it, but we just want to just throw it on the water, <laughs> just throw it on you, yeah. and just be soaked in it. You baptized, know what I'm baptized, yeah, baptized in the water, and just and keep going, not stop, but just keep going and, mm -hmm. and take a sip, but then throw some more, take a sip, throw some more, and that's where that's where we need to be at. We yeah. want to be drenched in His Word, drenched in the Spirit, drenched in this holy, holy water. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Well, I want to close out with this Bible verse right here, which was another one from this Sunday's message. And it's really a call. All of these verses that we've read have been a call. Yes. But I believe that this one is, is, is very heartfelt. And it's Matthew 11, verse 28 through 30. And it says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Right now, you might be going through life, and you might have fit the category of going through a week and just getting beat up by the world. You might have fit the category of stepping in religion and not completely getting um, the pure water of life. You might fit into the category of being depressed. You might fit into the category of having trauma in your life. But it doesn't matter because God has a call directly for you yes. to come to Him, to release your burdens, to release your pains, to be healed of your trauma, that His yoke is easy and His burden is light. Amen. Jesus wants you to join this family. He wants you to join us in heaven with Him. And right now, if you feel this call deep in your heart, you, you're, you know that you feel it because it, there's this drawing deep on the inside of you that you know this is for you, that I'm speaking directly to your heart, then I just want you to repeat this prayer as we pray right now. 
Just repeat after us. If you're alone in your room, repeat out loud. And right now, it just goes like this. One prayer fits all. Yes, come on. Dear Lord Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus. Come into my heart. Come into your heart. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive us for our sins. Wash me. Wash me. Cleanse me. Cleanse me. Set me free. Set me free. Heal the trauma in my heart. Heal the trauma in my heart. Humble the pride in my life. Humble the pride in my life. And get rid of all religion. And get rid of all religion. That has set itself in my life. That has set itself in my life. I'm saved. I'm saved. I'm born again. I'm born again. And I'm on my way to heaven. I'm on my way to heaven. Because I believe you. I believe you. Jesus. Jesus. Have died for me. Died for me. And bore my sins. And bore my sins. On that cross. On that cross. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. While it's such a simple prayer, it is so freeing. It is so freeing to receive the gospel message, the simple gospel message that Jesus has died for your sins yes. and has taken all sins, all bad things, all yes. worldly things, and forgiven you and released all of those things off your shoulders. Amen. 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 Uh, last scripture, but I think it really hits on this. Blessed are those who are hungry and thirsty for the righteous, for they shall be satisfied. For those who pray that prayer, you know, you're coming hungry, you're coming thirsty, and you're about to be satisfied in Him. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank y'all for listening. We love you guys. Share it. Like it. Tell a friend. Hit us back in the comment section. Give us a comment. Check us out on Facebook. Yes. At The Leftovers. Yes.